Welcome to Five Shot Friday. This is Bart and Sonny Miller. Take it away, Sonny. Thanks, Bart. Um, you may hear some background noise again as we're doing this podcast and the next. We are driving to Salt Lake City, so we are multitasking again. Let's go. All right. We're going to dive right into our first topic, which is all about AI fitness models making $10,000 more per or more per month on Instagram. So we recently came across an Instagram post, and by we, I mean Bart, and he shared it with me, by Cody Sanchez. If you don't know Cody, she is a no-nonsense business investor for what she calls industry outliers. Super smart. She is, like, amazing to watch and to listen and to follow, follow along with. But she shed a little light on a topic that blows our minds and no doubt will continue to do just that over and over again in the very near future as more and more of this I think is going to become very commonplace. So in her post she showed a fitness model on Instagram named Emily Pellegrini. The catch was she isn't human at all but an AI generated model. Now, Emily, along with many other AI Instagram accounts that Cody kind of pulled up briefly, are raking in over $10,000 per month. What do you think of that? It's pure insanity, but at the same time, it really goes to show sometimes I make life way too complicated. But on the other hand, it really uh, is going to affect a lot, of, uh, a lot of people out there, as we already know. And I think we need to really just be conscious of who we're following, if they're real, they're not real, and what we're believing to be true, because a lot of times in our lives, we beat ourselves up over stuff that just might not be real, and uh, may affect us more than we want it to, so we'll see where this AI stuff takes us, and what it does, but a lot of the pretty girls out there have got some serious, serious competition. Yep, and if you would like to check out her post and see Emily for yourself, you can visit the show notes, there will be a direct link to that Instagram post. It's pretty interesting. Yes, it is. Okay, our next topic is energy is how we win or lose the game. But this week, our I Do Epic Elite group had the amazing opportunity to hear from Tiffany Peterson. Tiffany started her business career selling for companies such as Franklin Covey, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and Jack Canfield. Time she was setting new sales records and receiving prestigious awards. She realized, however, that she had the true heart of a teacher and changed career paths to become a speaker, business, and life coach. Now, Tiffany came on the call and she blew all of our minds and hearts, and we wanted to share just a paraphrased snippet of what she taught with you. So Tiffany started by asking everyone to tune into their energy levels and to write down what they needed right then in that moment. Some answered sleep, some answered water, rest, or quiet. If you take a second and just kind of ponder that and tune into yours, what is it that you need right now? Your body, your mind will tell you. The reason this is so important is because energy is how we win the game. If you think about it, the reality is that we spend a good portion of our day making a living. We get home and we think we don't have enough time to write a book or learn a new skill. We don't have time for a hobby or something we want to do. But is it really about time or is it really about energy? And the true question isn't about time at all. It is about energy. Do you have enough energy to achieve your goals? 
how everyone reading this newsletter or listening to our podcast is in different industries and in different timelines within their lives. You know, like a few years ago, I was in a lot more full of a mom mode than I am now. Like the kids don't take as much time as they used to for me, but we all have one thing in common and that is we all need energy. We need energy to achieve goals and do things in our lives that we desire to do. So then the question becomes, how do we get more energy? We take a deep look at self-care, and I know that topic, you know, that word is pretty highly overused these days. But at its roots, you can look at it in terms of four quadrants, body, mind, heart, and spirit. What truly nourishes you and restocks your energy reserves? Do you know what those are? And can you commit to doing one thing in each of the four quadrants for the next seven days? So here's some quick examples in case you're like, oh, I don't really have a clue. So for the mind or mindset, there's journaling, there's gratitude journals, there's meditation, you know, that type of thing. Maybe even some like motivational self-development books. I know when I listen to Tony Robbins, I get pretty motivated. Well, there's a lot out there, right? Um, for our bodies, taking a walk, sleep, nutrition, hydration, just movement, your heart, how happy are you, where would you rate that at, and what can you do to bring yourself more joy, and finally spirit, whatever this means to you personally, but it does tend to be some kind of connection with a power that is higher than you, so a higher power, so the big question for you this week, what habit or habits do you want to commit to or recommit to that are energy givers for you so you can fully live the life you choose because you have the energy to do it. So good. I think the big thing I would just add there is if you drive an electric car, you learn a lot about energy. You learn about the dashboard and how they read energy. They, uh, you know, how you, if you turn the heater on too high, how much energy it actually takes versus if you don't have a heater on. You know, all sorts of things that you don't even think about that can consume energy. And one of the things we don't realize is our brain, how much energy our brain actually consumes in our body. And I think what we need to do is have a way to regulate our bodies, our systems, make sure we're getting our checkups yearly, make sure we're doing our quarterly things we need to do, and then really focus on, you know, how to regulate your energy and things that really take energy from you, like Sunny said, or that don't take energy, that actually add energy to you. One of the unique systems I find in like my Tesla is, is that it has a regen system, which is really interesting, right? It creates energy when it does certain things, even if it's not plugged into the wall, getting energy from an electrical charge. So think of those things, put them in your life, and uh, absolutely crush it. But make sure you're monitoring your energy in some way. And your sleep is energy, by the way. I love that. And I think it's a super valid and actually very important point that along with the things that give us energy, there are things that suck our energy. I think negative emotions, beating yourself up, um, sometimes relationships that um, don't serve you as well. Like there's so many things that can take our energy. And actually in phase, well, it might be the end of phase one of our playbook, we talk about daily tasks that we do and whether they give us energy or they take energy away from us because the tasks that take energy away are those that you can start looking to offload 
Um, and the interesting thing there is maybe the tasks that drain us are actually tasks that energize other people, right? Amen. So even in business, just if you look at business, um, there's ways that you can get rid of those energy suckers and give yourself more energy. And then the other thing is, you know, I think sometimes we forget that the things that bring us joy are the things that give us energy. Like we're told, oh, you need to rest. Oh, you need to sleep. Oh, you need to like, you know, do all these other things. But at the end of the day, do those things that bring you joy. And all of a sudden your life will have way more energy than you imagined. Now, if you'd like to learn more about Tiffany, of course, because we shared this, we'd love for you to get to know her as well. So we will put her link to her website in the show notes if you want to go and check out Tiffany. She's an amazing human and we're very blessed to know her and have her as a friend. Absolutely. Okay, the last one is intelligence is the rate of learning. So another quick share from Alex Hermosi um, that we thought was really good is that intelligence is the rate of learning. And I'm going to paraphrase this a little bit. So if I showed you a red card and then slapped you, you'd probably wonder what just happened. <laughs> It'd be a reaction, a strong reaction, right? Let's say I don't say anything, but I show you a red card and then I slap you again probably be a little bit less taken aback, but still somewhat alarmed. Let's say I don't say anything again, but I show you a red card. Chances are really high at this point you're going to dunk. Same condition, but new behavior, right? If it took someone 10 times of seeing the red card before they ducked, and another person the second time for them to duck, the second person is smarter and more intelligent than the person who took 10 times to duck. A lot of us think we're really smart, but when we go back home to the same condition and do the exact same thing, it proves otherwise. Same condition, same behavior. So how smart are we? By defining it this way though, it actually makes intelligence under our control. So if we leave somewhere, having learned a new principle, or, you know, we just keep going back to those same conditions, our behavior doesn't change, it means we've learned nothing. Um, so good, and I'm not going to lie, it's a good reality check for me, because so I, I think some of those things are actually really subtle in our day-to-day, -day and we don't realize what we're doing. Yeah. I think another part I would add to that is, you know, I know if I were probably a red card and smacked, I'd turn around and smack back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's, that's another reaction to the same thing. But sometimes we, uh, we fight learning. We fight the things that are right there in front of us instead of recognizing what it is because we don't know what we don't know. And so I just caution you that sometimes as you're in the audience and you're doing things, um, and I find this a lot, and you're, you need to sit back and put a different goggle on or a different glass and see if you can actually learn instead of the whole time proving that you already know this information and or you're smarter than the person that is teaching the information. And I just say that because we can learn something from anybody if we will allow ourselves to just calm down and just understand that there is one little nugget we can gain. And I just find a lot of times as we get a, a you know, the red card showed smack, red card showed smack, we're, we're there fighting the whole time going, no, I know better than this. And that's why we keep getting smacked and we don't learn anything. So anyway, I just throw that out there as a, as a thing to think about when you're at events, conferences, hire a coach, anything of that nature. Yeah. And you know, as you're talking and let's say 
but let's just stop here and say Bart's brilliant and that's why he gets paid the big bucks. <laughs> but I was also thinking just as he was talking that um, sometimes it's that higher power that's smacking us. Yeah. And we do fight against it and we, we get do. angry and, and we refuse to change our behavior so we keep getting fed the same condition until we're ready to become self-aware enough that oh like it's me that needs to change because the the, the higher power is not going to right well or we begged for it but we want the way we want to change versus the way that higher power is showing us that we need to change to make it really work so yeah it's an awesome awesome way yeah, to bring that up yeah we can keep going deep on that topic mm-hmm. right there absolutely <laughs> take up a whole whole episode on that that's really something to think about there Alright, so quick bullet updates of what we're up to. So I made it back from Disney World in one piece. We walked at least 10 miles per day for five days. Um, I went with my mother and my daughter and my little sister, who's also my daughter's age. And we had an amazing time. And the weather was phenomenal. And we were experiencing the Disney blues there for a bit um, as we came back home to an Idaho winter parks were so, so busy. We're talking a four-hour wait for one ride in Animal Kingdom, which is insanity. No, we did not wait in that line. But the weather was amazing, and the company was epic. Meanwhile, back home, another big and exciting news. Xander is the proud owner of a Pro Mark 6 saxophone. Um, Mark got to work while I was off playing and made that happen was absolutely incredible. His saxophone is actually made out of French artillery. And Bart kept me in a loop, sent me videos. Xander was in tears. He was so excited. And of course, he's been playing that thing and trying to show it off like crazy. And then Bart took it a step further. Um, There's some jazz musicians that I think they regularly play downtown. And Bart knew where to find them. So he got Xander rounded up, took them downtown and listen to them for a few minutes, but uh, one of the guitar players um, we'd seen before recognized that. Actually, I don't know how that all... I do know, but I can't remember all the details, so I'm going to let you tell it. So I'm going to step back and just uh, talk about the finding of things and attracting things in your life. So one of the things I've tried to realize is when I rush things or push things, sometimes I don't get the result I want, but it's my nature to want to rush and to push things. And so... It's been quite some time, I would say, when I say quite some time, I mean, it's been a month, maybe two months, that we started talking with Xander about finding a different saxophone. Why this got brought up is because Xander has so much talent in playing his saxophone, but for some reason, he has a hard time getting it out of the case. And so we wanted another saxophone that was at home, where it was ready to rock and roll, and would allow him to get it out of the case. So, that's how it all started. So when this all started to come around, I told Xander that I was you know, going to help him look for different things. So we started looking, and uh, as we started to look, it became apparent that we should probably just invest in buying a professional saxophone. Well, when that decision was made, that even changed things more dramatic because Xander got really excited. Chores started to be done garbage started to be taken out, things that were amazing that normally didn't get done started to all of a sudden happen. But he would send his mom pictures, do all these things, he would find these things, he was texting his teacher all the time, he was doing his research, which is what we all need to do. We got to put wheels in motion, we got to start looking, we got to start all those things. 
Then he come to me and he goes, Dad, when are we going to get this? I've got one found. And I said, son, one thing you don't want to do is rush this. What you want to do is, when it's right, the saxophone will find you. And you'll find it. And in this kind of an instrument, this is going to be something you're going to have for a long time. It's like me finding a horse. you got to allow for this to happen. And when it's right, I'll support you. Well, what does that mean? I said, we'll figure it out as we go. So then we started doing more research and Sonny was going to be gone to Disney. So Xander and I started looking at maybe flying to Denver. There's a really cool uh, saxophone shop about an hour out of town there. And we were going to go visit a sax shop, go look at a bunch of saxes, things like that. So I started working on that and started working on some other things, looking online. He had one he really, really, really wanted. And uh, I just didn't feel right about it. And uh, Sonny and I talked about it. So I called a, another instrument a repair place and I asked him about the saxophone that Xander wanted. They gave me the reasons why it wasn't a good idea to buy it. So I was like, oh, thank goodness I called him. And then um, I happened to bring up what I was looking for at that point in time. They said, hey, just so you know, we happen to have one of those that is that we've got here on consignment. There's a lady that uh, her husband was an amazing musician. He bought this entire series and has passed on three years ago and is going to start to sell us, but we haven't listed this out to the real world yet. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. So before Sunny went to Disney, I uh, gathered her up. We went in, we looked at this instrument. It was awesome in my opinion. Xander's teacher thought it was awesome. Everybody thought it was awesome until I hit Xander up about it. And then Xander was like, nope, Dad, I don't think I want that. And this, he had all these reasons. And I was like, oh, crimey. And I was a little bit, I'm not going to say butthurt, but I was a little butthurt about it because I put a lot of time and energy into it, including negotiating a price on this. So, but I was like, you know what? I'm going to keep with my word. If that's what he wants, I'm just going to let this happen. I'm going to work on things. So he showed me the saxophone. He was ideally hot on. So I called a, uh, a company called Sweetwater to find out some pricing, looked at some different things. Xander and I went back and forth and, uh, then I had this intuition that why not just go have him play this saxophone? What's it out for him to try it? So I gathered him up after school, drove him in, and uh, walked him in there and had him play this saxophone. And when he played the saxophone, it was like the first time Sonny saw Xander with a saxophone and just knew it was the right thing. And Xander was beaming from ear to ear and then some. And he was like, Dad, that thing is incredible. And I said, I know. And he goes, oh my gosh, what am I going to do? I said, well, I already told him we weren't going to buy it. But that, you know, if you're really in love with it, let's talk some more. So we went out. And uh, anyway, long story short, we ended up purchasing this uh, saxophone for Xander that day. And so uh, Sonny had already seen the instrument. So I was grateful for that. We were going to give him a little different experience than what we did give him to get in his hands but it just didn't work out. And uh, at that point in time, he uh, really committed that he was going to play, be a better student on it, this, that, the other, which he did, and uh, he started to really practice hard. So I wanted to make sure the week that Sonny was gone, he got the opportunity to excel um, with his instrument and really find the magic in it. So we did find a little pub, he got to play his instrument there at the pub. These musicians were absolutely amazing. 
and Little Pub even came up and said, hey, musicians don't pay for their food, and so he got his food even comped, which was mind-blowing. I'm like, no, you can't do this, And uh, but they were so kind because Xander played. They cheered him on, and it's what I just love in life when we can cheer the youth on, cheer people on, and to watch them excel. So Sonny got to see that via FaceTime, which was an absolutely awesome moment for both of us to enjoy watching and, uh, yeah, just experience together. So we did a lot of things that week based on pickleball and saxophone stuff, but it truly was a lot of fun to experience um, that with with Xander and all the things we were doing. So long story, but there it is. It's a great story. Thank you for sharing all of that. Um, So cool and obviously made my mom heart happy that uh, they got to spend that time together and have those moments together. So Xander's definitely never going to forget that. Okay, next, the Tesla's back in action. Mark grabbed a ride with a friend of a friend to head to Utah to pick it up and bring it home. Now, at this point, this was last week, so he hadn't been home yet. So we're going to talk more about that story in our next episode. But um, we were waiting for him to make it home, um, and he did. So I'm going to leave an open loop on that one. <laughs> and perhaps the most exciting of it all, our 29th wedding anniversary was on February 10th. Oh man, we're not sure how that is even possible since we're both in our 30s, but the calendar is telling us it doesn't lie. So uh, we made it 29 years. We're super, super grateful we have each other and we'll continue the exciting journey of life together. Let's go. And that wraps up this week's episode. Sponsored by I Do Epic.